Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Shelby Forsythia, author and podcast host of Coming Back, Conversations on Life After Loss. Ambie Kavanaugh, Reiki master, astrologer, life coach, and podcast host of Alchemy with Ambie. And Catherine Nikolai, writer and podcast host of Nothing Much Happens. Bedtime stories to help you sleep. Enjoy. Hi there, this is Shelby Forsythia, author of Your Grief, Your Way. I wrote this book because it's hard to read when you're grieving. When my mom died in 2013, I found that focusing on a page for a long time, or even trying to digest something that was longer than a paragraph or two was enormously, enormously hard. Grief brain is a very, very real thing. And I wrote this book because you can literally do grief. You can process grief. You can form a relationship with grief. You can heal from grief in teeny tiny little pieces every day. But I think grief is such a big and large experience that a lot of people think they need to read a big and large book in order to deal with it, in order to cope with it, in order to figure out how to live with and beyond grief. So I was inspired by this experience that I had as a grieving person who struggled to read large amounts of text to write this daily devotional for grief that was non-religious and super practical, very down-to-earth, and comforting to this recognition and this acknowledgement that you will make it out of this alive, and in some small way, here's how. Unconventional is the way that I would describe what it was like to record this audiobook because even as I'm speaking now, I'm recording in a home studio in the age of coronavirus, which essentially means I have made a pillow fort out of my home office. It is not a space that was set up to record audiobooks, so there is a blanket on my desk to muffle the sound of that hard surface. There's a shield surrounding my podcast mic, and I've got four or five pillows in various locations around the room to muffle the sound that comes from recording in a room that was not designed to record in. And recording right now in the age of coronavirus with a director in my ear over Zoom was just so wild and fascinating and kind of fun But everything about this was unconventional, very different from recording previous audiobooks. In the recording process, I realized that I had trouble pronouncing people's names. About half of the entries in Your Grief Your Way are quotes from celebrities, grief authors, experts on the subject, and many of them have names that I wasn't sure how to pronounce. And my director and I did a good work of digging to figure out how to pronounce people's names. So I went down a few YouTube rabbit holes of interviews with people whose names I didn't know how to pronounce just so I could get that two-second clip of them pronouncing their first name or their last name and exactly how it was said. And then in the book, I went through phonetically and wrote out, here's how their name needs to sound on the audiobook. And it turned out really well. I'm really proud that I was able to relay the compassion and the empathy and the heart longing that I think is really necessary in grief work and in grief books. Because to approach a grief book with enthusiasm or with joy or with undue monotony 
can be really exhausting for grieving ears. So to come to a place where you can listen to a grief book where you know that the person who's narrating has been in your shoes before is wildly, wildly comforting. And at the same time, you don't have to expend or exhaust any energy trying to figure out what their angle is, the narrator. You already know that they're coming from this place of, ah, I have walked this road before. I'm really excited for listeners to hear the last couple of entries in your grief your way because I used a quote that I use frequently in my own work. And then for the new year, I kind of wrote them a send-off. The December 30th and December 31st entries were a loving send-off for whatever the year holds for them next. If I wasn't able to record my audiobook, I would probably cast Elizabeth Gilbert because she just has such a way of turning words into story and making sentences have this flow and arc and end and middle and beginning that's really exciting and simultaneously emotional. Like, you know where she's coming from when she's saying words in an audiobook. I have three different copies of her book, Big Magic. I have the print copy, I have the audiobook copy, and I have the ebook copy, all because I love absorbing her work in these different ways. But to this day, my favorite copy is the audiobook because I get to hear her smiling behind the mic, and I get to hear her tell these charming and inventive stories. And I really believe that with a subject as heavy as grief, which is something I know that Elizabeth Gilbert has intimately experienced in her life, that she would treat it with the care that it really deserves. The last great audiobook that I listened to was actually Do Nothing. Celeste Headley, a radio host who has this tremendously powerful voice and perspective on the case for doing nothing. And it's not just the case for resting or the case for napping or getting more sleep or of having a side hustle. It's really the case for doing nothing with your time. We live in a world that encourages us to push and push and push and push and create something of ourselves and produce something with our lives. When in reality, that mindset and that perspective has not been around for very long. And so this perpetual audible encouragement in my ear to do nothing is almost like a permission slip to go easy on myself in my grief and in my work as an author as well. My all-time favorite place to listen to audiobooks is my kitchen because I can cook and listen at the same time and then I can eat and listen at the same time and I really feel as if someone is keeping me company while I'm in there and I get to, you know, mix together ingredients, set a table, sit down, open the sliding door to my porch and really experience feeling at home with someone or having invited someone into my home with their stories and their ideas. And I get to laugh with them and I get to cry with them all while experiencing the self-nourishment that comes from cooking and from eating. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Welcome to the club nobody wants to join, the grief club. I'm so sorry you have a reason to be here. And simultaneously, I'm glad you've chosen this book. When my mom died suddenly in 2013, I struggled to read. That is to say, I couldn't keep my focus for more than 30 seconds at a time. If a self-help book couldn't give it to me straight in a couple of sentences, its advice was useless to me. I desperately wanted a book that was short, sweet, and powerful, like a rescue inhaler for my grief. Unable to find such a book, I decided to write one.
Hi, this is Ambi Kavanagh, author of Chakras and Self-Care. I wrote my book because this is the book I needed 12 years ago when my spiritual journey began, and knowing that I needed it inspired me to write it for others who may also need it. Gosh, if I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be intense. And that's because, you know, we're in the middle of COVID-19, a global pandemic, and accessibility is not what it used to be. And so it's just been really intense calling in on the help of a really good friend, producer of my podcast, to help me do this in a little studio downtown with a lot of noise outside. So it's just been intense and sort of pressured doing it all in a weekend, but it's also been a wonderful experience. I realized I had trouble pronouncing some of the essential oils. And (laughs) one thing that kept cracking me up was I've been calling one of the oils, it's one of my favorite oils, jojoba and ylang-lang, when they're actually pronounced jojoba and ylang-ylang. And this cracked me up the entire weekend and probably added to the intensity because I wasted a lot of time giggling. You know, I'm really proud that I was able to actually do this narration. It's not something that I'm professionally trained in doing, and it's an honor to narrate your own book. So it's been really intense, and I'm kind of a little bit head foggy at the moment, but I I know that this is something that I'm going to remember in the years and the decades to come. And I'm really excited that listeners will get to hear me speaking the words that I wrote. I think that's just a really wonderful thing that I get to experience and that listeners get to experience. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Mindy Kaling because I'm a huge fan of hers and I love the sound of her voice. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. In this chapter, I will introduce you to the history of the chakras and help you build your foundation of knowledge you will learn about the seven major chakras, the many key concepts and terms associated with chakra energy healing, and the tools that you can harness to begin your journey. There will also be a practical exercise to help you connect to and evaluate your chakras so you can begin understanding how to restore any energetic imbalances. This is Catherine Nikolai, author of Nothing Much Happens. We have just wrapped up recording here in Chelsea, Michigan at Audio Acres, which is a really lovely studio. I wrote my book because I felt like I had this secret power that allows me to fall asleep and to go back to sleep in the middle of the night. And I've been using this secret power since I was a little kid growing up in Flint, Michigan. I was probably four years old when I told myself my first bedtime story. And I had always wanted to be able to share these stories as a book. But when I first had that dream, I really didn't know how to get started. So I decided to make it a podcast. And I think that was actually a great choice because it let me get my voice to so many people. I'm inspired to write about lots of lovely things that I notice every day. I think being a longtime yoga teacher and meditator, my brain's kind of primed to look for good stuff. And so when I see it, I take note. And that leads me to write another story. 
So I hope that when you listen to them, they'll inspire you, yes, to feel relaxed and to get a great night's sleep, but also to look around a little bit more in the world we're living in and find good things. Because even in the craziness of the year we're living through, there are good things happening today and more good things will happen tomorrow. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exciting, which even though it's a very relaxing book to read, recording an audiobook is a huge dream for me because I have been an audiobook listener my whole life. I still remember the very first audiobook I ever listened to, which was The Wolves of Willoughby Chase, that my dad had to check out for me over and over and over again <laughs> over one long summer. I just remember being so entranced by hearing a story that being able to be in the position I am right now behind a microphone and share a story with listeners, it was really a dream come true. I wrote a whole story about interesting words and some of them not in English. <laughs> and I had a memory of writing that story and thinking, you're going to be sorry about this later. <laughs> but we got through it. It took me a little while to learn some new words, but there's a bonus in that. I also get to learn how to pronounce some new words. I have a penchant for writing about flower names, which are sometimes tricky to pronounce, but I think in the end we got them all. I'm really excited for listeners to hear the new stories. The audiobook has 16 new stories that will never be on the podcast. The only place you can hear them in my voice is this audiobook. And when I was going through the process of finishing the manuscript and writing those new stories, it was kind of hard to keep them under wraps. With how the podcast works, I write a story, and within a month, my listeners get to hear it. We get to share about it. We get to chat with each other through social media about it. And I've had to keep these ones all tucked inside for a long time, so I'm really excited for them to hear the new stories. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast. That's tricky because I listen to a ton of audiobooks. I've had the experience with audiobooks before where you're five minutes into an audiobook and you already know that you're going to re-listen as soon as it's over, and it's going to be a book that you listen to every year, and that you'll recommend it to lots of friends. And I had that feeling when I listened to The Night Circus. That's a voice that for so many of us who listen to the Harry Potter series just feel really connected to, so he would probably be my dream narrator. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was probably Circe by Madeline Miller. She tells the story of Circe in a lot of mythology, but in this way that just felt really easy to grab onto and to be connected with. And that was a book that if I listened as I was walking or driving, I could definitely feel myself sort of slipping out of wherever I was and into the world that she was creating. I highly recommend it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is usually out in nature. I love to get a new book and strap on my shoes and go walk for several hours and kind of get lost in the story while I get lost somewhere out in the parks. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. 
One of my earliest memories is of lying in bed and telling myself a story to fall asleep. I was probably four years old, and I still remember the story, a rags-to-riches tale with suspense and the sort of twists of fate that were part of the fairy tales my parents read to me. It had a happy, satisfying ending, and no matter how many times I told it, it worked to settle me before bed. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.